0: Debbie King, Loving Your Business. Rethink your relationship with your company and make it work for you. Narrated by Rosalind Tordesillas and Oliver Maines.
1: Running your own business can be intensely rewarding. But for too many people, it's overwhelming. It can be easy to get trapped in a spiral of stress and frustration, constantly putting out fires and feeling like you're surviving one crisis after another. If it gets bad enough, you can end up hating your business and yourself. These blinks will teach you that it doesn't have to be that way. They highlight a model developed by successful businesswoman Debbie King. Her model teaches you to see emotional reaction to events as a choice. And by changing your thinking, you can radically shift your outlook and your chances of success. Follow the actionable advice to make your company a valuable asset.
0: Blink One of Seven
1: How often do you think about how you think? The human brain is a marvel. It lets you do all kinds of high-level complicated thinking. Without it, you couldn't write business reports or think strategically. But your brain does a lot more than you think. Along with all these conscious processes, your brain is also working subconsciously to keep you alive. This subconscious part of your brain is often called the primitive brain because it handles basic fundamental survival. Think of your pet dog. It wants to avoid scary stuff, stay comfortable, and seek out pleasurable experiences like food and belly rubs. That's the primitive brain in action.
0: The key message of this blink is you have an internal instruction manual that guides your life, but it isn't perfect.
1: So, what does this have to do with your business? Well, one of the primitive brain's most essential functions is scanning for danger. It's constantly on the alert for negative stimuli. When it senses danger, it activates your fight or flight survival instinct. This was great when early humans had to avoid saber-toothed tigers, but nowadays it's a little outdated. After all, there aren't many saber-toothed tigers out there today. Unfortunately, when forced to look for danger when there isn't any, The primitive brain channels fear into negative beliefs. For example, it makes us think, this will never work, or there's too much to do. And this thinking can hold us back from trying new things or changing our lives. It can also prevent you from running a business successfully. Your primitive brain isn't the only thing influencing your thinking without you being aware of it you also have an instruction manual that you've been building over your entire life. Your upbringing gave you the outline. When your parents taught you to be polite and wash your hands, they were adding to the manual. As you grew up, you added more instructions on how to behave both personally and professionally. Every business owner has their own internal manual. It's the thing telling them not to trust competitors, to always show confidence, and set a good example by working hard. Having an internal manual isn't a bad thing. Problems arise when we break our internal rules. This can lead to guilt and stress. For example, if your manual says there's always more work to be done, then taking a mental health day can make you feel like you've failed. But don't worry, you can change your instruction manual. In the next Blink, we'll look at how.
0: Blink two of seven.
1: Now that you know what your instruction manual is, how do you go about changing it? There's no secret formula here. The process is exactly the same as giving someone instructions on how to build a table or bake a cake. By writing out the steps you need to take, you learn what processes are needed and which ones aren't.
0: The key message of this Blink is, rewrite your internal instruction manual to eliminate harmful assumptions and break negative patterns.
1: The first step to changing your instruction manual is to write out exactly what your assumptions are. You do this so you know what to change. Only by knowing what's in the manual can you hope to improve it. To discover what's in your own manual, the author recommends this approach. First, write down what you must do in your life. Complete the statement, to grow my business, I must, and do the same with what you think's needed to make money, become successful, manage employees, and whatever else is a core part of your life. Then look that list over. Take note of what rules your manual has and consider if any are bringing more pain than they're worth. Only then are you ready to write some new ones. Here's how you can coach yourself through the process of writing new rules. When your business has you feeling overwhelmed or frustrated, write out how you feel and how you want to feel. Your feelings are choices. And being aware of that is the first step towards achieving better outcomes. Then use these two tricks to find some perspective about your problems. Write out what advice your future self would give you and write out what you'd do if you did know what to do. These exercises both rewire your mind to view your problems from a place of success. Finally. Write out what you want. It's fundamental, but you can often lose sight of this basic question when you're handling a million problems at once. What do you want to accomplish? Clearly laying this out will help you see where your manual is falling short. For example, if you want a business that runs smoothly and doesn't depend on any single employee. You'll recognize that the part of your instruction manual telling you to take care of everything is working against your goal.
0: Blink three of seven.
1: Imagine something happens at work that makes your life more difficult. For example, a top employee resigns without warning. How would you react? Chances are you'd be upset that the employee is leaving and stressed out about the new work you need to do to replace them. But here's the thing. An employee leaving doesn't have to stress you out. It may feel like the natural and automatic reaction, but don't be fooled. It's not a law of nature like the sun rising in the east or water boiling at 100 degrees Celsius. You can change your reaction to these events.
0: The key message of this blink is... Negativity comes from how you think about facts, not the facts themselves. You can choose to avoid negative thinking.
1: The secret here is to understand how you think about reality. The author has a model for mapping out the cause and effect here. First, a circumstance occurs. This is the basic fact of the situation. For example, a client is late paying her invoice. Then you have thoughts about the circumstance. What happens if the money doesn't come? These thoughts create feelings. This is when negative emotions come into the picture. With the unpaid invoice, for example, your thoughts create feelings of stress and worry. In turn, these create actions. Complaining to others. Blaming yourself and compensating for the stress with unhealthy coping behaviors are all common examples of negative actions that can result from negative feelings. Finally, actions create results. The ultimate outcome from your actions isn't a productive solution, but a negative outcome that leads to further difficulties for your business. So how can you break this? First. Recognize that your negative feelings come from your thoughts about events, not the events themselves. You have the power to choose the thoughts that the model will turn into outcomes. You don't have to always be happy go lucky, but some common negative thoughts are just unhelpful. This will never work, for example, is a surefire way to generate negative feelings and actions. The best method is to choose believable new thoughts that offer a path forward. Lying to yourself and saying, I know exactly what to do, at all times, isn't helpful. But instead of thinking, I can't do this, think, I'll try something new and learn from how it goes. This aligns your thoughts and feelings with what you want to accomplish, and it makes it more likely that your model will produce a positive outcome.
0: Blink four of seven.
1: Knowing how to rewrite your internal instruction manual is only half the battle. Actually doing so is a process of its own. There are common pitfalls that come when you're trying to put a new mindset into action, recognizing these traps will help you turn purpose into action.
0: The key message here is minimize interference and thoughts of blame to avoid negative feelings that drag you down.
1: Interference is one of the primary things keeping people from living up to their potential. Interference is the stuff that comes between circumstances and outcomes, dragging you down. The good news is it comes from your thoughts and feelings, which means you have the power to change it. There are different types of interference. Here's just one example. Emotional interference is when extreme or negative emotions limit your ability to function well. Anger and doubt and confusion have their place, but too much can be destructive when you're trying to accomplish a task for your business. For example, thinking, I have to do everything myself, will lead to feeling overwhelmed and eventually burnout. Interference isn't only mental, it can be physical as well. Ever had trouble sleeping or found your health worsening because of poor nutrition? That's physical interference. The idea is the same. Thoughts of, I don't have time to go to the gym, or I have too much to do, lead to feelings and actions that harm you. If not immediately, then in the long run. When you realize that you're falling short of your potential, your first instinct might be to find someone or something to blame. But this isn't helpful. If you're looking for outside reasons why something went wrong, you're not taking responsibility for how you think and feel. Remember, everything comes from your thoughts. Instead of blame, identify a problem and a way to solve it. And know that you control both of these things. For example, it's not the bad employee that's the problem, it's the lack of training she received and you'll modify the training program going forward. See the difference? By focusing on what you can control and identifying solutions, you leave the blame game behind and take productive steps forward.
0: Blink 5 of 7
1: By now, you understand that being in control of your thoughts is essential to feeling better about yourself and your business. But even after you've made the decision to look for solutions instead of wallowing in negativity, there'll be situations where answers aren't so easy to come by. For example, when it comes time to choose between prioritizing price or quality on a project, it's easy to feel like... No matter what you do, you can't find a solution. But here's the thing. In some cases, there are no permanent solutions. The price-quality trade-off is called a polarity. And part of loving your business is learning how to manage these. The important thing here is to remain aware of your thoughts and go with the flow.
0: The key message of this Blink is, become a conscious watcher of your thoughts to manage polarities
1: A polarity is an unsolvable problem That sounds scary but don't be alarmed Polarities come about when you have two options at seemingly opposite ends of the spectrum Common polarities a manager has to deal with include balancing individuals versus teams structure versus flexibility and competition versus collaboration. Oftentimes, people become stressed because they think the answer is one or the other, but that's a false choice. It's not either or, it's both. A polarity has to be managed, and a leader's job is to shift from one side to another as needed. For example, there's no one answer for when to add staff and systems. Add too many staff and you won't have the money to pay them. Add too few and you'll struggle to meet client demands and lose business. Don't beat yourself up over the need to make changes. Understand that shifts are inevitable. Take in information and shift your strategy as required. How can you make sure you notice polarities? First and foremost, make sure you keep an eye on your thoughts. Ever catch yourself thinking about something? That's proof that there are really two versions of you inside your head. Embrace being the watcher, taking a step back to think objectively about your thoughts. To help reinforce this practice, take a moment each morning to write down your thoughts. Put whatever's on your mind down on the page, then think about them objectively. What are facts? What are feelings? Are there any polarities that need to be managed? It's a process, but with these tools, you can find the right balance.
0: Blink 6 of 7
1: Would you buy your business? Think about it. If you were an outsider learning about your business with an eye toward purchasing it, would you be interested? It's an important question because... It reveals a lot about what kind of business you run. If you lose sight of the fact that your business is an asset, you can fall into the lifestyle business trap. When the business owns you instead of you owning your business.
0: The key message of this Blink is, to avoid the lifestyle trap, treat your business as an asset and focus on increasing value.
1: Assets are all about value. So your business must be the same way. This has to be the core of your mindset. All of your decisions must come from the idea that you're trying to build a business that you're proud to be a part of. Once you're in the right mental state, you have to narrow down exactly what it is that makes your business unique. Market differentiation is the single most important factor that determines the value of your business. When you're unique, everything is easier. You can charge a premium. It's easier to build a reputation and you enjoy the work you do more. With this in mind, don't be afraid to turn work down if it's not in your niche. When you do find a project that's aligned with your goals, make sure you have a plan for how you want to package your product. Take your services, systemize them and package them into a product. This gives them name recognition, allows customers to know what to expect and cuts down on your costs. When you have a solution, you should hire sales reps to sell it. Doing all the sales yourself ties you to the company. Remember, the long-term goal here is to build a business that runs smoothly without you needing to be involved in every decision. Why would anyone buy your business if you're the only one who can sell the product? Finally, think about money. Not all revenue is the same. A business that has consistent recurring revenue is a much stronger asset than one that doesn't. Recurring revenue is stable, predictable, and means that you have long-term relationships with clients. How do you generate this? Look for opportunities to generate memberships, subscriptions, or retainer services. No matter what kind of business you have, recurring revenue will make it stronger.
0: Blink 7 of 7
1: Picture it. You've got a company with consistent revenue, an attractive product, and a sterling reputation. It has a well-trained staff that doesn't depend on any one person to keep things running. In short, it's a company that's as attractive to a potential buyer as it is to the person who created it. So, what do you do when you've made it? Deciding whether to sell or not is a good problem. But a problem nonetheless. Luckily, the same skills and thought practices that turned your business into an attractive asset can help you decide.
0: The key message of this Blink is, when it's time to sell, don't be afraid of uncertainty and let your love for your business shine through.
1: You know by now that feelings come from thoughts and to apply that to your thinking about the potential sale of your business. The thought of selling and the thought of turning down an offer can both be overwhelming, but take a moment and consider the circumstances. Instead of jumping to negative thoughts, write down the potential opportunities that can come from either selling or continuing to scale the company. Uncertainty is present in any number of decisions you make about your business, but it's especially significant here. After all, leaving your business behind is the ultimate break off into the unknown. Here's how you can get through these emotions. Don't dwell on the worst-case scenario. Your primitive brain can't make this decision for you. Ask yourself, would I buy this business if I were just starting out? Think about it. If you could choose anything in the world, would you want this business? Look at the larger market your business is situated in and what its prospects are for the future. If you do decide to sell It's important to let your passion for what you've created shine through. If you've done the work to make your business a quality asset, this shouldn't be hard. Your love for what you've created will be evident, and it'll make the business more attractive to buyers. And just because you've decided to sell, that doesn't mean that it's time to stop planning for the future. Give potential buyers a three-year plan. Projecting how your business could grow if it received more resources. Make it crystal clear exactly how much value there's to be found in your business. And give them confidence that you've built the structure needed to realize it. At the end of the day, if you feel good about what you've created, buyers will as well.
0: You've just listened to our Blinks to Loving Your Business by Debbie King.
1: The key message in these Blinks is that too many business owners feel trapped by their business because they take on too much responsibility and get locked into negative thinking. Take a step back. Negative emotions don't come from what happens, but how you react to what happens. So keep your thoughts solution-oriented. Treat your business as an asset. If it's generating consistent revenue and not dependent on any one person, both you and your business will be better off. And now for some actionable advice. Learn to delegate by making a list of the tasks that only you can do. Your talent and drive help build your business, but past a point, it can actually hold it back. As you scale up, it's critical that you delegate tasks. Write out the things you're good at and divide them into two groups. Things someone else could do and things only you can do. Spend your time focusing on the second group. And structure your organization so that other smart and talented people can handle the first group.
0: Got feedback? We'd love to hear what you think about our content. Just drop an email to remember at with loving your business as the subject line and share your thoughts.